Hello, fellow travelers, and welcome to episode 10 of the RV Connects podcast. Today, we have a very, very special episode full of danger, bleeding children, getting lost in the woods, and almost dying from lack of water, also known as what happens when Dan takes the girls on a daddy-daughter trip and mom is nowhere to be found. And today, joining Dan on the podcast, we have our daughter, Isla, and they are going to talk about their recent trip to Finlayson Provincial Park in Tomogamy, Ontario. So welcome to the show, Isla. Hi. Hi, folks. So this is my second take on this episode. I, I did the first take solo, and I don't think it was uh, a very good episode. It had tons of content, and the information was good, but I thought it was a little bit bland, and it, it was missing something. And I needed a sidekick here, so that's why we have Isla. So say hello one more time, Isla. Hi. So this daddy-daughter trip takes place in Tomogamy. Tomogamy's about five to six hours north of southwestern Ontario. We stayed at Finlayson Provincial Park, which is just outside of town, literally two to three minutes outside of town. We've been here before, so we knew that it would suit our needs. Isla, what was this trip all about? Fishing. Who caught the most fish, Isla? Me. Oh, you did, did you? Yes. Hmm. Well, we'll get on to the trip a little bit later, but I think maybe we'll start this trip off maybe in chronological order. And really, the trip does not begin where you think it would. The trip begins with some renovations at home. And so prior to me leaving on this trip, Melina and I had started a project to put some shiplap up in the master bedroom, and that job wasn't done. So before we were allowed to depart, I needed to finish that job on Sunday. So with the trailer packed up and sitting in the driveway and everything ready to go, at least we thought everything was ready to go, I finished off the shiplap. And we departed about mm, 10, 11 o'clock in the morning. And where was our first stop, Isla? Our first stop was at Cabela's. What do you like about Cabela's? I like that there's lots of fishing stuff and clothes. Fishing and clothes. And what did you pick up there? A hat. And that hat, folks, has not left her head, but it was the best $8 that she's ever spent at Cabela's. How would you describe getting in and out of the Cabela's complex? Because it's a really a big box type plaza mall in Barrie, Ontario. It's pretty easy. Did Dad get stressed out? A little bit. I did not get stressed out. We got in and out just fine, folks. There's lots of parking. Great stop at Cabela's if you're coming up the 400 from traveling north towards Tomogamy. It's a great spot to stretch your legs. So that's our first stop. Did Dad buy lunch when he was in that area, Isla? No, he did not. Should he have? Yes. Yes, he should have. So our second stop was in Gravenhurst, Ontario, because here's dad fail number one. Dad did not make box lunches like Melina would have made for us. So we had no food, we had no lunch, and what is dad prone to? Getting hangry. Yes, dad is known to be hangry once in a while, and of course, you guys were getting a little bit restless in the back seat. So not having packed box lunches and not having checked Google Maps when we were traveling up the road, we stopped in Gravenhurst. And we knew that Gravenhurst had a number of fast food facilities, your typical McDonald's, Tim Hortons, Subway, whole lots of places to stop. And so we pulled off the highway. And as we pulled off the highway, we were very quickly starting to realize that we had not decided where we were going to eat lunch. And we were towing a 29 foot trailer behind us. And so as we passed Tim Hortons, Tim Hortons got struck off the list because some fellow in a 25 foot travel trailer had pulled into a Tim Hortons. And that Tim Hortons did not have an in and an out route it had only an in and an out route that was shared so he was stuck so fortunately for us he was stuck and I didn't make the same mistake he did so ultimately we settled on Subway restaurant now keep in mind this is first or second week of July and masking orders were new to many people in COVID so there's long lineups to get in so 45 minutes later I walked out with three subs a bag of chips for everybody and chocolate milk 
So probably lesson learned here is to make your box lunches. Our third stop was in North Bay. I stopped for gas. I stopped to get a battery for their thermometer uh, in case anybody got sick and Canadian Tire to get toilet paper. Now, I probably should have checked and made sure that I had all those things, but I was so anxious to just get down the road that I said, we'll figure it out along the way. And that led to us losing another hour driving around North Bay, picking up odds and ends. Our last stop of the day was Tomogamy Finlayson Provincial Park. Really quick check-in. The filling station was nice and easy to pull into. We had a drive-through setup. How quick was setup? It was very quick. Who gets you in the trailer quicker, mom or dad? Dad. Dad does. <laughs> What's mommy's rule when she's there? You can't come in the trailer till it's all cleaned up and leveled. So who did we get to make the beds? Fee. And what was your job? To do the jack stands and help with the hitch. Absolutely. So you, everybody had a job. We got ourselves in nice and quick. Just to recap on travel day, we left southwestern Ontario near Guelph, Kitchener, Waterloo area. Dad made a couple of mistakes along the way. We lost some time getting lunch. We lost some time in North Bay picking up last minute supplies, but we still made it to the campsite. We were set up. We had dinner in the daylight. We had a fire. So it was a very doable trip for something that really is a completely different experience from southern Ontario. Tomogamy is about one hour north of North Bay. You are in northern Ontario, but what I will tell you is that the highways in that area have all been upgraded over the course of the last 10 or 20 years, so it's a very easy drive up, but it's nice and smooth and easy going, isn't it? Yeah. Let's talk about fishing. Isla, what kinds of fish did we catch? We caught a lot of bass, a pike, and some perch. Did we catch fish every day? Yes. So let's just talk a little bit. There's also lake trout and walleye, but to get those, you would need a boat. So Isla, do you want to describe the fishing and the boat setup at the park? It was very good. You could keep your boat there overnight, and there was a really good fish cleaning station. Right. So there's a really great fish cleaning station, so you can clean everything up, dispose of the remains, throw them in the garbage, put your stuff in a Ziploc bag and take it back to your campsite so you don't really have anything that would attract animals into your campsite. The dock is just amazing. There's many facilities there so that you can put your boat in the water once, leave it tied up to the dock for the duration of your trip, and then when you go out to fish every single day you're just jumping in and speeding off down the lake now what did we use to go fishing with we used a canoe right so because we took the trailer up there we didn't take the fishing boat we just took a small canoe you can canoe right outside of that docking system on the main lake it looks really cool so you can be in your canoe and you can watch a float plane line right up and it's taken somebody right into the back country because of what i would tell you is that tamagami is really the gateway to some excellent expeditions for those that really want to get off the grid. Boat launch is amazing. Docks are amazing. We used a canoe to fish right out in front of the park. We did find that maybe our best experience was to get into some of the lesser traveled areas or off the main lake because there's less wake, less boats going by. And, and I think that was just better for our skill level and the number of people that we had. So next big activity that we did every day was swimming. So do you want to describe the beach, Isla? Um, the beach is very cool. It has two parts to it. Right. So it's actually a two-part beach. There's two smaller beaches. What would you? How would you describe them? The water's warm-ish. Did it take much time to get acclimatized to the water? Are you able to run right in? Yeah. Yeah, you're able to run right in. They're very two small beaches. The kind of beach that you could bring some snacks in a lawn chair, read a book and swim for a couple hours, but are they the kind of place you'd want to spend all day in sunbathe or throw a ball? No. No, but we took a football. 
What did we learn to do with the football in the water? Pass it. Yeah, Dad t- taught you how to throw a throw a football in the water. So we had a great time splashing around in the water. The beach is medium in size. And what was missing from the beach from the last time we were there? A floating dock. Do you remember that? No. Oh, never mind. Okay. Well, there was a floating dock when we were there our first trip about four or five years ago. I think it was not put in the water this year just because of COVID-19. But listen, this is a northern Ontario lake. A great experience for any kid to just get in and splash around in and and have a ton of fun. It's not going to be like being on a long sandy beach near, say, Turkey Point or the Pinery or Inverhuron when the water levels are a little bit lower on Lake Huron. So hikes. There's not a ton of hiking available inside the park in terms of big long trails, but would you say it's good for walking and riding your bike around? Uh, For walking, some of it for riding your bike. Yeah, there's a few hills. Now, this is not a park that has a huge footprint, is it, Isla? No. No, it's usually just the campsites and the roads, and that's about it. What we did do is we had an adventure map. This is something that you can pick up either online with the government or you could get at at something like Mountain Equipment Co-op. You can look for canoe route maps at local outfitters. What this map did is it gave you a number of access points into the crown land that's in that area. And those public access points are what we would drive to on day trips and where we would do some fishing, some canoeing, maybe walk around a little bit of exploring. So there is lots of hiking opportunities in the area, but if you want to go on a long hike, you're probably going to need to leave the park. So that's that talks a little bit about hiking our day. You tell me if this sounds pretty accurate. We'd get up in the morning, we'd have breakfast. Did we manage to get your sister up reasonably early? Yeah. Yeah, we got her up pretty early. We'd go out, we'd do... Usually every day we went fishing or we do some kind of activity. We'd come back in the afternoon. We'd cool down in the trailer a bit, have a nap. What's your opinion on nap time, Isla? I don't like it. Isla does not like nap time. Fiona and I do like nap time. So Isla's like our little alarm clock in the trailer to make sure we get up and out of bed from our nap. And then where would we usually head to? Swimming. Down to the swim. We'd have a good swim. Back for supper. We'd have our fire. We'd play some cards. Uh, We had rain one night, so we made use of the DVD and watched a movie. So what's your review on Clint Eastwood's Good, the Bad, and the Ugly? It was a very good movie. Very good movie. We spent $5 at Walmart and watched three spaghetti westerns over the course of the summer, but they were a great time and we had a ton of fun. The town of Tomogamy has a small grocery store. It has more than just the basics, but probably not the place that you're going to want to do a full shop. You also need to know that it's closed on Sundays. So if you need to do a full shop, you probably need to go to a full grocery store in New Liskard or North Bay if you're going to get, you know, several days worth of groceries. And that's what we did. Really, it was pretty easy. We went to New Liskard one day after we had been fishing. We swung past Tim Hortons, grabbed uh, some frozen lemonades for the girl and a coffee, For me, they waited out in the parking lot and I went in with my mask and picked up a few groceries and the things that we needed to get ourselves through. So that's good to know. I would encourage you to go to this grocery store nevertheless because it's a locally run grocery store and we need those little stores in those towns to help keep places like this going so that when you do need something, it's there for you. How about the shopping, Isla? What did you think about the shopping downtown? The shopping was very good. And what did you pick up? I picked up a shirt. Fiona picked up a sweater. Right, and so there's lots of little local artisan crafts that you can pick up downtown. Grab yourself an ice cream and walk around the downtown. Now, you're not going to kill a whole day shopping there, but I think we killed, what, an hour or so? Yeah. 
Yep, hour or so. So other things that are probably important to you, gas, propane, ice, fishing supplies, firewood, they're all available near the park. I would encourage everybody to gas up before you leave North Bay, especially if you're less than half a tank and if you're traveling at night because, you know, after all, you are traveling in northern Ontario. If you're pulling a big rig, I would encourage you to just have that gas once you start heading down that road. But there is a gas station in the town of Tomogamy. And if you're coming from the north, you would want to gas up in New Liskard first before heading south. The LCBO. So for our American listeners in Ontario, we have government-run liquor and wine sales. And that's usually done out of what's called the LCBO, uh, which is the Liquor Control Board of Ontario. Huge selection. They sell beer and wine. So if you're in Tomogamy, that's where you're going to go to pick that up. But again, that is closed on Sundays. If you want to pick something, you can go off-site at some of the local convenience stores may have it about 40 minutes south of the park or an agency store is nearby. Uh, One important purchase we made several times this week was ice cream. What's the ice cream review for the area, Isla? 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Lots of soft serve. What's your favorite flavor? Vanilla or mint chocolate chip. I'm more of a twist cone, folks. I prefer the twist cone, but nevertheless, we we had lots of good ice cream. So bugs. One thing traveling in anywhere in northern Ontario really is to know the time of the year that you're going and is it bug season. And bugs can probably be worse than our experience in June and into July. Did you think the bugs were that bad, Isla? Kind of, yeah. Did it spoil our fun? No. No, didn't spoil our fun. The good thing is, is because there was a bit of a heat wave going on in uh, southern Ontario, we were about five degrees cooler. So it was nice and cool up there. Other than a couple hours in the middle of the afternoon, we were cooling off having a nap anyways. So I think we had a good time in the second week of July. But if that's the kind of thing that matters to you, I might encourage you to go later in August or you could even go up that area to see some fall colors because they're just great as well. So what else to do? We went up the Tomogamy Fire Tower. Do you want to talk about the climb up the tower, Isla? Did anybody get scared? No. I'll let you decide if that's a truthful answer or not, folks. What I will tell you is that you can climb up the Tomogamy Fire Tower that gives you a great view of the surrounding landscape and you can take a ton of pictures. There's more than one opportunity to take pictures as you go up and you can go up as high as your fear of heights will allow you. Now, did we make it to the top? Yes. Yes, we did make it to the top. Did we make it to the top quickly or slowly? Slower slower but we made it to the top everybody was safe we had a great time getting to the top that probably cost us less than ten dollars it's just a nominal fee to keep it going and that's okay the signage is really well marked to get up to the tower and i think you can park your car and be up the tower or at least at the base of the tower in less than five minutes would you say that's pretty accurate isla yep Do you want to talk about the hike that we did around the base of the tower into the forest? Well, the hike was very long that we thought that we got lost, but Fiona was being stubborn because she didn't drink enough water. And what did that, what, how did, how did that end up for Fiona? Not so good. So let me recap this walk, folks. I think this walk is fine if you're in average physical condition. If you've done this kind of thing before, there's a bit of climbing. You're going up some hills. You're going down some hills. Certainly. Did we see some caves? 
Yeah. Yeah, we saw some nice little caves. We saw a real change in landscape. Did we see anybody on the trail? No. No, we didn't see anybody on the trail. And distance-wise, it really wasn't that long. We're talking time-wise, weren't we? Yeah. So the problem, people, is that when we started this, the signage going up to the fire tower and climbing the fire tower was excellent. And the maps that kind of told you the route to follow to the fire tower made it look like it was a long walk to the fire tower and it wasn't so when we came down and we had done all that we still had some time when we wanted to go on this hike and so the map that lays out the hike through the forest we kind of assumed that it would be at the same scale as the map up to the fire tower but it wasn't and it took us probably an hour an hour and a bit to make the entire walk maybe definitely more than an hour yeah was the trail well marked no it wasn't No, the trail was not well marked. The trail was not well traveled. I think we were all starting to get a little bit nervous. We knew we weren't far from the car, but we knew we weren't exactly sure exactly what trail took us back. But did we get out of there safely? Yep. Yep. Did anybody get hurt? No. No. I'm just going to pop in here and ask Isla why you and Fiona think that's so hilarious that dad got you lost in the forest. Oh, because he's in the army. (laughs) We weren't lost in the forest. We just weren't sure of the how long it was going to take to get back. But we knew we were going to be fine. Uh, so, last couple things to say here. I would encourage everybody to pick up an adventure map, a canoe route map. I think that Tomogamy is a great spot to do some day trips, do some exploring in the local area. We did find a few areas using those maps that have dry camping opportunities. We went down to Martin River Provincial Park. We took a drive through there with our ice creams. Now, Martin River Provincial Park is about half an hour south of Tomogamy. Isla, what did you think about Martin River Provincial Park? Do you like Finlayson more? Did you like Martin River just driving through? Which one do you think was better? I liked Finlayson better. But let's just keep in mind, they're both probably pretty good parks and great places to explore. So bottom line up front, folks, is that there is still lots more for us to do up there. Isla, would you want to go back? Yes. That's a resounding yes, we'll go back, which I think is a good rating for this trip. Would you do another daddy-daughter trip with daddy? Definitely. Absolutely. So now, were we supposed to tell people about you getting hurt? Because I didn't remember this until we were making the notes and kind of putting ourselves and getting organized for this podcast. Did you hurt yourself on this trip? I did. And how did you hurt yourself? Well, dad broke my fishing rod. Oh, oh yeah, I broke your fishing rod. Actually, (laughs) that's another story. So you continue on, Isla. So dad broke my fishing rod. So I jumped in the lake and I got the second half of my rod and I scraped my leg on the nails by the docks. Did dad get you patched up? Yes. And how was dad able to get you patched up? Um, he had to go back to the trailer to get band-aids and peroxide. So fortunately, Melina did pack a first aid kit for us. So we had lots of band-aids and hydrogen peroxide and everything to get Isla cleaned up. Now, the fishing pole that I broke is called a fishing machine. It's actually for traveling and it fully extended. It's probably only five feet long. And I had originally got this from a family member who was getting rid of it with a few other things. And I was, you know, cleaning up the stuff and I was ready to just kind of toss this thing off to the Goodwill, to the thrift store and get rid of it. And Isla really, really wanted to keep this thing. So we got it all set up. She was fishing with it off the docks in the park, having a great old time. It actually works really well, folks. And then did you get snagged? I did. And whose fault's that? Mine. Absolutely. So this isn't all on daddy. So Isla gets 
the fishing machine stuck. Dad tries to get it unstuck and he snaps the pole. I still didn't think anything of it because I thought I'll get home and I'll check out Kijiji or I'll check out Facebook Marketplace and I'm sure we can get something to replace it. And lo and behold, they're worth two to three hundred dollars online. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two to three hundred dollars online so the second call was to grandpa and grandpa's pretty handy with this kind of stuff so he was able to get it all glued back together and we did save the fishing machine so a big thank you out to grandpa and i think you know we don't have melina here to help us too much with the big wrap-up at the end that makes this show so amazing so i think that's all we have for this time folks and stay safe on the roads and good luck camping bye bye bye